Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome back to episode eight of Yes Way with me, Daniel Weingarten. Hope you all had a great week. Hope, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope it was a good one. I hope you uh, made all your dreams come true. I hope you overcame all of your anxiety. I hope you came up against some walls, some walls in life that told you, hey, stop, motherfucker. And you looked at that wall and you said, what did you say, wall? And the wall's like, I said, stop, halt, cease movement. You can no longer move forward at this moment. And you went ahead and you had a Red Bull or a cup of coffee, maybe some greens. Maybe the greens do it. The vitamins get you going. And you said, fuck you, wall. And you just tore through that wall. Maybe that's what you did. If you did that... Good job. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long week over here, but a good week. Uh, busy, busy, busy. All things are good. Cannot complain. Um, I mean, I can't complain. I can always complain. Whenever I can't complain, it's just you, you, what you're really saying is you just don't want to hear it. So I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm just not going to complain, but we can, we all got stuff to complain about. I have a theory that my bed is starting to like sink in a little bit because I'm feeling a little tightness in my back, but it's probably just because my back, it probably has nothing at all to do with my bed. It's a new bed. The mattress is good. It's, it's nothing at all. Um, but is that it? That's all I can really complain about. And like, that's not, not bad at all. Sometimes like I stop myself you know, like, because we all have this moment, we all have this moment in life where we just go, "Ugh, why does life have to be so hard? Why do things have to be so difficult, right? And a lot of the time, you just stop and you just have to think about like, man, but how lucky am I to be living the life that I live, the way that I live it, to get the chance to, you know, like at any time, whenever I want to, I can go, right? And turn on the air conditioning. I could get, you know, a cactus cooler. Yeah, a cactus cooler. Just high fructose syrup soda. And just enjoy the coolness amongst the heat. In my boxers. Step over towards the AC unit. Maybe maybe we get some cooling action on the boys downstairs. Maybe the boys downstairs sticking their head out the window. Wind going at them. Feeling joyful. I could do that whenever. But we have challenges in life because life is just that, full of challenges. And sometimes those challenges can feel daunting. And you're just like, yo, but like, how lucky am I that like these are my problems? Now, if you're the, you know, we all, you know, you never know. I'm just speaking for myself. Maybe, you know, the problems you're dealing with really are super, super duper fucked up. All I'm saying is that, you know, in my experience, the problems that I tend to have to deal with are privileged problems to be able to have and putting some perspective on it. And I know people will be like, oh, what are you comparing to like a situation that you don't have any like actual direct connection to or be able to like truly grasp? And it's like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Just like it's probably not that serious. I don't remember the last time that something I worried about ended up being something worth worrying about a year later. So it's like, it'll, it'll, it'll work out. It'll work out. 
Um, real quick before we start, although we already started, uh, I do have uh, shows coming up. Just another reminder, September 13th, I am at the Hollywood Improv in Los Angeles. Uh, and then October 18th through the 19th, I'm going to be at the DC Improv in Washington, DC. So go ahead, get those tickets. They are on my website, danielweingarten.com. Now with that out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's jump into the good stuff. All right. A few highlights from the week, just like some things that happened, some things that got me excited. First of all, I had my first Telayuda. I think that's how you pronounce it. T-L-A-Y-U-D-A. Telayuda. What? Telayuda. What? ¿Qué dijiste? Ah, dije Telayuda. Telayuda. You're going to help? ¿Vas a ayudar? No, I'm going to eat. A Telayuda. Uh, 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 that's a bop. That's a jam. That's gonna be a hit in 1997 in the past. Hey, um, but no, I had a telayuda. I didn't even know what a telayuda was. I didn't know what a telayuda was. Um, I really hope I'm pronouncing it correctly right now. I feel like I should have researched that, uh, beforehand, but I, when I ordered it, I said, vamos a ordenar una telayuda. She didn't correct me, and I I eavesdropped on other people ordering, and they were pronouncing it Telayuda, so I think I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm sure you guys are going to let me know, so... But it was, uh, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's pretty much uh, like a very thin kind of tostada, uh, like a thin uh, crispy tostada, and then there's like beans and lettuce and tomatoes and uh, avocado. I'm trying to remember exactly. And then there's like three different types of meat and cheese. Um, it's a queso oaxaqueño. I think it's a Oaxacan dish. Um, and, ooh. It was just, there's nothing better. That's what I just love about the culture is the fact that, like, I've been to Mexico a bunch, you know? And, like, no matter how many times I go, no matter, I could go to every Latin, you know, country that there is, every single one. And I'm not, there's, a, you're always going to discover new things. And I know you guys are probably thinking, like, yo, Telayuda isn't that new of a thing. I, look, I just never came across it and I finally did and it was delicious. Don't judge, okay? take off that judgment face um but it was it, it it was it was very good so that was fun that was exciting did i did i uh is is that a highlight of my week yeah it is good food is a highlight of the week everyone's like oh what'd you do did you do something crazy did you go rock climbing did you uh fight lazarus did you uh did you propel from the from the rooftops of Zeus's Mars home? No, no, I didn't. I ate some food that was delicious and weak made. Weak made. It was delicious, but also very good. Uh, the other thing, I so I watched. Uh, there's a show. Uh, I uh, it's, it's been out for a minute. I hadn't seen it. Uh, Pose, right? Uh, and I went ahead and watched it with Zoe. And first of all, first of all, that pilot episode, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you have, then you know that, boy, does it just fuck you up emotionally. Like, at the end, when I don't want to ruin it, but let's just say there is some magical dancing that is linked to some pain and uh, and battle battles with one's identity, uh, the types that, like... I 
could never comprehend um and just like just like some 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 uh, i don't even know how to put it into words but it was beautiful and tragic but beautiful and incredible and all i know is that when i finished watching the first episode of pose i just wanted to become a great dancer that's it i'm going to put comedy to the side i'm not, I forget all of my other dreams all i want to do is go and become a great dancer sign me up for the new school of dance juilliard whatever i'll go learn from a french woman named clarice on how to do some ballet all right because there's just something about dancers all my life do i just see a dancer and i just I just I want to I want to I want to I want that. I want to be able to do that. You know, dancing and play the guitar and not be tone deaf. Those are like three things that I wish I could do. That is just not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to, to do it well. You know, I can maybe learn how to do Stairway to Heaven on the guitar. You know, I could maybe Happy Birthday. I don't know why I made it like a mariachi happy birthday, but Happy birthday, nevertheless. Um, singing, I'm sure I could get a vocal coach and be decent, but I'm incredibly tone deaf, so that's probably not going to work out. I, I don't know if you noticed from my singing earlier, although I felt like I was, I was hitting the notes. Granted, I was creating the notes. I decided what the notes were, so technically you can't tell me that I was, you know, off key or uh, whatever the musical term is. Because I decide, because it's my song. But not great there. And the dancing, like, maybe the best I'm going to get dancing-wise is, like, Ben Stiller in a Long Came Polly after he just practiced a ton to be able to learn how to dance well for Jennifer Aniston, right? Like, maybe that's the best that I'm going to get. Just, like, just, 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 like, I'm going to be, like, an impressive dad dancer, you know? I'm a good dancer for a guy named... Frank. Can I move my hips? No one's confirmed or not confirmed. Have I tried? Yeah. You know, have I had a few, a few too many drinks at a wedding in Cabo? Right? Heard that music, went straight to my hips. Yeah. Now, did the hips move or did I move my in entire torso? I don't know. I don't have the self awareness to tell you. It's not on tape, but. You know, someone someone has the answer. Zoe has the answer. My parents have the answer. But everyone just let me have fun. You know, let me have a good time. Because I just, my whole life when I see dancers, I just, you know, just, pop, 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 pop. I want to do this shit, the cool shit with the hands. It's like, yo, what are you, what is this cool stuff with the hands? It's like, and for those of you listening, I am killing it in my dining room right now. Just da ba 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 ba. You know, it looks like when they're, it looks like they're, you know, like like they're uh they're they're denying entry to people with their arms. You know, it looks like you know a mime stuck in a glass house, but also really loves Balenciaga, like a really hip mime, like a mime that wears Yeezys, is what it looks. And it's just you know, and like when I saw Step Up. For the first time, I saw Step Up. I saw Channing Tatum, and I said, "All right, that's it. I'm gonna become Channing Tatum." Two weeks later, I was in a hip hop class. Uh, just how old was I? How old was when did Step Up come out? Let's see. Step Up came out. I must have been 
it was around high school, I think. Let's see. Step Up came out in 2006. Yeah, so 2006. So I was 14 years old in 2006. And 14-year-old Daniel was ready to kill it, okay? He had no identity. And he thought he found an identity in dance. He saw Channing Tatum fuck it up in that movie. Saw everybody else just kill it in that movie. And he's like, yeah, that's me. But what happened? Less Channing Tatum, more Napoleon Dynamite. It was not so not so good. Like, how are we going to go into a dance class and you're going to expect me to learn a whole routine after watching it two times? Yo, could we start with uh, just how to maintain rhythm? Maybe we could take a rhythm class first before you try to get me to pop and lock. I don't even, like, ugh. it was so embarrassing. It wasn't even embarrassing. I just remember leaving that dance class and I was like, that's it. I don't I don't have it in me. You know, it's just kind of like when you know. It's like if you do a spelling bee and you think you're like, huh, a spelling bee? I know how to spell shoe. S-H-O-E. Yeah, you think it's S-H-U, but it's not. It's S-H-O-E. Oh, I am a fire speller. I am a very skilled and talented individual when it comes to putting letters together to correctly lay out the way that words are laid out, okay? Very good. Give me a word. What do you have? What? What? What was that? What? Paint? P-A-I-N-T. Uh-huh. I'm in fourth grade. Fuck you, okay? My name is Daniel, and I will fucking win this spelling bee. Then you show up to the spelling bee. Right, you're feeling good. You're like, I got this. I know how to spell shoe. Nothing is gonna stop me. And then the first kid goes up, and they ask him, "Excuse me, can you please spend?" First of all, I don't know what spelling bee they're saying. Excuse me to a child, like, "Excuse me, uh, can you not? Uh, I don't want to interrupt your lunch, but can you spell pretentious for me?" Um, but you know, just a kid. First kid goes up, and they're like, "Oh." Can you please spell unequivocal for us? And you go, I'm sorry, that's not a word. And you suddenly realize, I don't have the ability to do this. Because that kid spells unequivocal with no no, no qualms, no challenges. He doesn't ask the country of origin. <laughs> he doesn't ask for it to be used in a sentence. He just knows how to spell unequivocal. Some people just know how to dance. Some people just have it in their bodies. You know, they just, they move. It's just, you know, I don't know, I don't know what, what's happening right now, but just, yeah. I feel like I have the emotions. I feel like I have that dancer face. I got that dancer attitude, you know? I feel like I'm ready to plea A and fuck it up. Also, I love the idea of referring to someone killing you on the dance floor as fucking it up on the dance floor. It's a phenomenal use of the word fuck. Maybe top three uses in the English language, like, just fucking it up, what, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, you wanna, you wanna, <laughs> so, pose is really good, is the moral of the story, I, uh, another thing, I, uh, I've been, uh, my therapist had me to start doing a, a gratitude journal, you know, like earlier this year. So I've been doing a gratitude journal, which is great. But I was looking at it recently and I had like some holes in my gratitude journal, like some days where I just didn't, I didn't write down what I was grateful for. 
And some people love to make fun of stuff like this. And uh, my theory to this is if I didn't do a gratitude journal, I would for sure make fun of gratitude journals. Uh, but, you know, it works. And if uh, and it really does help put things in perspective. But yeah, I had some days that I didn't know what, I hadn't written down what I was grateful for. So I did some like investigative reporting. I just became like an investigative journalist. It was like I was going through my phone, going through old text messages and emails, trying to piece together what happened that day. It was just like the worst version of the movie Memento. I uh, I, I think it, would be, it was like February 11th. It's like, ooh, what was I grateful for in February? Feb, you know, what was it? And, uh, you know, I, I went through my phone. I found a text message. And there was just a, one text message, which was your Postmates delivery is on the way. And I'm like, I don't know how much. I could have been grateful for it that day. I don't know how how good your day is going if 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 you're ordering Postmates. I've never ordered. I've never had a great day. I mean, like you know what? Let's Postmates it. That sounds. <laughs> I am in such. I am in such a healthy emotional state right now that I could go and get the the things. But no, I I just I feel like enjoying this moment in my apartment, by myself, so, Postmates away, no, it's always like, oh my god, I just had the worst day, I got a parking ticket, I cried on my shoe, and for some reason, my tears had a chemical that turned my shoe blue, then I went to touch the shoe, and it got on my hand, and now my face is blue, and I don't want to go outside, so I'm going to Postmates some frozen yogurt, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, it's $3 at the store, doesn't matter, $45, here you go, just bring it to me. Is it going to be slightly melted? Yes. Why are we ordering frozen goods for delivery? I don't know. Just give me my tart and chocolate hazelnut with fruity pebbles, coconut flakes, sprinkles, and some fruit. <laughs> so yeah, doing that. I don't know, man. It's been a a busy week. I feel like time time just like is is like a short amount of time it feels very long like i think that it's just when you get so busy and you're you're working on so many so many things uh and so much is happening in the world i feel like that's like the social media effect too that everyone talks about but like you you think like oh was that just two weeks ago because it feels like it was two years ago and i don't know maybe we have access to better better uh medicine and uh an ability to just live a healthier life, but I feel like people age faster on on like a soul level. Like in the seventies, a forty year old looked like a sixty year old today, but inside, inside, everyone is just you know working and trying to just like tread water and stay alive and hustling and push and you know. And there's lazy people, but like lazy people might just like maybe maybe they got it. I couldn't do it. Maybe it's just like when someone's like, I just, uh, I just, you know, live on a house, a little, little shack by a cabin. And I just spend my days reading and writing Amazon reviews and doing like how, to, you know, unboxing reviews on Amazon, not for YouTube videos, just because I enjoy giving back to the Amazon community. Like, I don't know, some people just like, and they're happy and they feel good just doing that. Or maybe they're just like super relaxed and they're fulfilled and that's great. And like they'll, they live like a very chill life. I at least once a day, like look in a mirror and I go, fuck. 
Like you just, it's just, oh. you just, oh. you just gotta let it out at least once a day. Cause there's just there's 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 so much happening, there's so much going on, and and then I I I've, I get into the habit of like wanting to complain about it, like it's kind of like what I was talking about in the beginning. You just start to go like, fuck, is any of this worth it? Is any of this gonna be worthwhile? Is all this work that I'm putting in uh, gonna manifest into in, in into results? And then you go like, hey man, why why are you doing this though? And when I when you take like an actual, uh, when you actually take inventory at what you're doing hopefully and the answer for, for me is that like I actually enjoy doing these things and I, I do care about the results it's not like I don't care about the finish line I, I, I just care about the journey no I'm enjoying the journey I care about the, the finish line I want to be successful but uh, but then I just realized that it's all part of this this process and this growth and all I have to do is look backwards to see where I was, to see how far that I've come, because we, I think we have a tendency to forget our accomplishments very quickly. You know, we we spend so much time hoping for things to happen, and then they happen. And sometimes, at least I do this a lot. I have a tendency to, to discount those things. It's like, okay, cool, got that done. Now what? Now what next? And it's like, hey man, look at what you did. Don't don't sit in it forever and be satisfied with just that unless it's enough for you then that's different but like if you want more great but like appreciate the fact that you got to this point because there was a moment in time when you didn't think that you would and it's a lot of just reality checking yourself i was thinking the other day of uh of when i was in high school and i started writing poetry this is when I, I'd, I'd come across like a bunch of Def Jam, uh, Def Poetry Jam videos on YouTube. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to start writing poems and performing poems. And a lot of that obviously came from just my wanting to perform for people. And then there was like this this ability to to, you know, be emotional, but also be funny. And it was it was there was a there was something in that craft and in that art form that really drew me to it. And I look back and I remember when I first, when I wrote my first, you know, when I started writing poems, I thought I was fire. I thought I was so, so good. I remember reading a poem to someone in high school, one of my, one of my, one of my classmates. And I remember reading it being like, yo, they're going to hear this. And all of a sudden you're going to be so cool. Everyone's going to be like, okay, poet. Okay, I see. I see what you're doing. I see what you're, you know, the ink that you're putting on the page. It's amazing. You're fucking it up on the page. All is well. I was, I was like, I'm, I, this, these are so good. I'm going to be accepted. And they weren't, right? They weren't good. I think I've alluded to this in the last episode of the episode before that, but people were like, yo, your poems are garbage. Your poems are trash. And for some reason, I just kept going. And I remember the first place I performed at, and this is a place I performed at a lot in LA, was this place called uh, The Poetry Lounge. It's a DA Poetry Lounge, The Poetry Lounge, on Fairfax, on the corner of Fairfax and Melrose at the Greenway Court Theater. Every Tuesday, they have an open mic. 
And that was the first place that I performed. I thought that was like this small little open mic. And I was like, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna perform my poems and maybe the people in high school don't get it, but I'm gonna go to this place and they will. And I show up there and it turns out that it's one of the biggest open mics in the country for poetry. It's really this 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 cultural hub and this this uh uh what's the word? What's the word? But it's a it's it's for all intensive purposes, a, a cultural uh, icon or landmark, a cultural landmark uh, in the poetry community and in Los Angeles. So I started going there and, you know, I was reading my poems, but then I noticed that people memorize their poems. I was like, I'm going to memorize my poems. And maybe it was the, the second time I went there, the third time I went there. I think it was like the third or fourth time. I was like, okay, it was going well. You know, people were nice and they were nice probably because I was a kid, not because my poems were good, and also because they were just nice people. And I was feeling good about myself, and I was coming back from a trip, and I wrote a brand-new poem the day before. And I, I go on Tuesday to go perform the poem. And when you go up, there's a DJ, and he starts playing, you know, he plays a song as you're going up to perform. And he played, uh, is it, it's N-E-R-D, uh, Pharrell's old group is it nerd or N-E-R-D one of the two I, I'm once again another Te la ayuda Te la ayuda and N-E-R-D and the, it was an N-E-R-D song and it was just like sooner or later it all comes crashing down it all comes crashing down and I was 30 seconds into this poem and I blanked like, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't know any of the words. I was done. And, like, I didn't have it on my phone. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think if we even had iPhones at that point. But, like, I didn't, I didn't have it on me. Nothing. So, I'm just sitting in the silence on this stage. And there's 150 people, right? And there's people that sit around you. So, like, there's people at your feet and behind you. And there's, uh, there's a kind of, it's kind of stadium seating. So, there's people right there. And I'm just sitting there. First of all, like I, I, I don't have any validation as far as my poems go. And now I'm doing this poem that I just wrote and I'm standing up here and I don't I don't know the words and this is incredibly embarrassing. And everyone's like, You got this and everyone's snapping. And I'm just like, Stop snapping, stop snapping. I didn't say stop snapping, but in my head, like I had a smile. I was putting it on, I was like, ah, But inside, I was like, oh, no, this is the end. In my mind, I was like, this is the end. That's it. I'm never going to recover from this. My poetry career is over. That's how I was thinking, 16 years old on that stage. Now, what happened? I stood there for about a minute and a half. What I should have done is just been like, oh, sorry, and then just walked off and been like, my bad. I forgot. I sat there for like a minute, a minute and a half on stage just hoping the words would come back, hoping the, hoping the words would arrive, and they didn't. And I left, and uh, there's a poet, uh, his name is Poetry, who is one of the kindest people I've ever, I've ever met, and he was always in, so kind to me, and so, 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 so uh, forthcoming with his, his, his wanting to just like help. And I remember I went outside, and then he followed me out, and he's like, hey man, you all right? And he kind of checked in on me, He's like, and I remember that was the first moment outside of my family that I had somebody that I didn't know reach out and be like, yo, man, are you okay? 
and you you're going to be fine and I still didn't believe that everything's going to be fine because when you're young, you're like, not everything's going to be fine. It's the end of the world. This is it. But what it really was, was it was the beginning of everything being fine. All right. In the end, like I did experience uh, some, some acceptance in this world and it came from overcoming the, 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 the feeling of dread or despair that came from the lack of acceptance in school or the lack of acceptance of what I was writing and this feel you know, overcoming like, what, uh, what if I'm not, I'm not good at this, you know? And it goes back to this, like this feeling is like, any of this worth it? Why am I do, why am I putting myself in a position to fail, to be embarrassed? What's the point? And the point is that if you keep pushing, and you keep pushing for the for the, for the right reasons. You find yourself in a moment like that. You find yourself in a moment where somebody is reaching out and being kind, uh, and you you find a, a new community and you find new people in this world, and you, you you find a group, and they were all exactly that. They were they they became friends and and and, a, and family, um, and made fun of me too, you know. We'd sometimes have writing meetings, and I have a notoriously small bladder. You know, let's just go out and say it, guys. Big reveal. I have a small bladder. I pee a lot, okay? I, I, have, I have the bladder of a guy named Gerald, just an 85-year-old man named Gerald, just going all the time. And I uh, got to the point that they gave me a nickname, you know? That was like the ultimate... The ultimate kind of like thing is like, I got a nickname. Everyone's got a little nicknames. My nickname was TBB, which sounds like an STD, and it stands for Tiny Bladder Boy. Also, I don't know why I just shared that, because that was definitely just deep into my past, that name. I don't think that name was going to resurrect itself anytime soon, deep in the past, but I decided, you know what, they don't know. Let's just go ahead and bring that out. Uh, into the world and just let people know uh, about that. But no, I guess the point, I don't know what, how I got there necessarily. I'm sure if you're listening, it makes sense, hopefully. Uh, that's just where my brain went. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in a position right now. I guess it's, I guess the idea is kind of, it kind of came from the idea of like looking back to where you were to appreciate where you are now. My life has been a pursuit of things that I'm not good at. S- straight up. Like I don't, I, I I wasn't a good poet, right? In college, I tried to be a rapper. I was like, I'm gonna rap. Horrible rapper. Never figured that one out. That 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 was never gonna happen. Started doing comedy. I wasn't funny. You know, kids in high school, or my my friends in high school, they uh they would they would always say that that if something was a Daniel joke, it's because it was a joke that wasn't funny. Like I wasn't I was I wasn't a funny person, right? And I I just decided to go after these things because I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the, for whatever reason, maybe it's like a masochistic thing. Maybe it was just like the challenge of trying to overcome uh, mediocrity to uh, to achieve the ability to do something well, right? And through all of that, you know, through like horrible gigs and um, embarrassing moments and doubt and fear and despair and all these things and all these feelings that I still experience, you know, in life, but I, I, I'm trying to work towards getting better, uh, about them. I find myself where I am now. And in the moments where I'm just like, Oh, this is so much. And I just like look in the mirror, like, Oh fuck. I go, yeah, man. But think about where you were and think about where you are now. And don't worry about where you're going to be. 
but just know that you're moving forward. So I guess, um, you know, after all of this, you know, we know I'm not going to be a rapper. We know I'm not going to be a dancer. Right. Um, but I love to write and I love to do comedy and, uh, and I, and I love to create and I love to challenge myself. And when you decide to challenge yourself, you're putting yourself in a position for things to be difficult. It's just the reality of it. And anything worthwhile comes from that difficulty. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make, and then we'll get out of here, is if you're having a week, having a day, having a month, having a year, whatever, where you just feel like the world is against you, where the chips are you know, stacked um, on the other side of the table. That's not a real metaphor, uh, but for the purpose of this, let's just say that it is. And that comes from the fact that you're pursuing something that you are passionate about, something that is bigger than you. Know that you're lucky to be feeling that because at least that is better than just feeling nothing than just feeling like, okay, I feel like, okay, is this feeling, feeling okay. Sounds terrifying to me. Things are okay. It's just, I, 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 yeah. And once again, no judgment on somebody who is totally fine with okay. And I'm not, I'm also not trying to romanticize like, being sad and you know struggling to to create because i think that's a bullshit trope you know for the most part i'm a very happy person and i think that you can create and and live a happy life while creating i don't think that those are mutually exclusive uh but there are challenges in life and there are more challenges when you're uh pursuing something that is greater than you and that thing that is greater than you is really the future version of you and it's greater than you because it's made up of all those experiences that you still haven't had. So ultimately, the, you, you will end up being something greater than you. You will be a greater you by the very fact that you are living. Um, and if you're lucky enough to be able to get food and water and have a place to live and have people that love you along the way, then you have it pretty good. Um, and then, you know, if, if you have your health and you have all these things that like I, I have and I feel so lucky to have and I know that not everybody has all of those things, then some of the doubt and the fear and the despair, yeah, they're, they're gonna be there, right? And they can suck for sure. The anxiety, all of it, you know, the sadness in some people's cases, the depression, right? They suck. They fucking suck. Um, and... You know, I'm catching myself here because uh, not discounting, uh, you know, I said if you're healthy and obviously there, uh, there's the, there, 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 there's the mental health aspect of it. Um, but, and not discounting that because that's fucking hard and, and, and difficult and, and um, not something that is, that, that is easy to overcome. But I, I'm really speaking more so uh, from the place of just, the, the the pursuit of something that that you're dreaming of or something that you're 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 chasing this this greater you it'll be tough but in the end it'll be worth it um and you're lucky to be feeling some of those negative feelings the fact that you're feeling them is actually a positive thing because you're in a position to be able to feel them at least contextually speaking if you you know 
fear, despair, uh, sadness, all these things in the wrong context, not necessarily a positive thing, but in, 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 in some contexts, says, I don't know what the plural for context, context sees, um, it is. So, wow, I didn't think I was gonna go there on this episode. That's what's so weird about doing this. I'm just like, you know, I'm here in my apartment, Right now it's it's nighttime. It's eight forty six, and I I just start and I'm like we're gonna we're gonna talk about the telayuda and how I want to dance and then I guess I think when I started talking about the gratitude journal that really opened up uh, and diverted things. Uh, but hopefully uh, I don't know that was nice. That felt good. I had a good time doing that. I needed that. I needed to just kind of like work through uh, those things and hopefully you. Uh, you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, so I think that is the end of this week's episode, episode eight. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are you, you know? Um, but no, seriously, as always, thank you so much for the support. As I always ask, if you're still listening around and you enjoy the podcast, please review it on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, YouTube, subscribe to the channel, share with your friends and families, all that good stuff. If you want to send me an email with a question or just feedback, you can do that. It is dwcomedy2 at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at dwcomedy. Other than that, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Till next week, be good, be kind, and I'll see you then. Bye.